From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, welcome back. It's hour number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller, we take you up until noon. Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors that. At about 10 before the hour, bottom of the hour, Nick Oson covers Iowa State for 24-7 sports. Right now, Scott Docterman, our friend from The Athletic, he joins us. Get the latest on the Hawkeyes, on the Big Ten, on realignment, where they stand. Gary Barta, Iowa's athletic director, had a press conference in Mediaville late last week. Doc, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Doc. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How's your Monday going? It's doing okay. I wish we were a couple of Mondays closer to football, but other than that, uh, we'll take it, right, as uh, kind of the calm before the storm. So Gary Barta met uh, the media last week. A couple of takeaways from it, Doc. Sounds like uh, they're getting a lot of calls, but the Big Ten, uh, according to uh, Gary Barta, not actively seeking any new uh, additions at this point. Yeah, that was the main takeaway for me from that, uh, that the, the Big Ten is, is saying thanks for calling and we'll get back to you. <laughs> and that's kind of where they are with pretty much every team but Notre Dame. Uh, I, I pressed Gary a little bit on Notre Dame, and uh, and he kind of admitted he didn't think it would be a, a decision that he expects to make this summer. So what is, does that mean, September 28th? Mm. And, you know, that Notre Dame will apply and they'll have to be accepted? I don't know. I mean, I do think that there's – significant conversations going on between Notre Dame and the Big Ten. I don't know to what level. I'm sure Notre Dame really wants to vet this because it's a big-time move. I mean, if you think about it, it has multiple layers for Notre Dame. One is, if the if, let's say that the playoff field expands to 12, but the access is still similar to what it was, or uh, you know, or they can have similar access through the ACC. I, I don't think they'll have many problems, but if it's if it's say six uh, champions, and you've got the Big Ten and SEC with significant number of teams that have played a, a stronger schedule than what Notre Dame would play in the ACC against ACC teams and other teams, that it may hurt them in, in an opportunity to try to get an at-large bid. So I, I think there's a lot of different factors going in for Notre Dame, and I think the Big Ten is like, okay, the door is open. Let us know when you're ready. Mm. One thing that was so surprising going back to last summer and the 12-team proposal that looked like it was on its way, and then, of course, now it's no longer on its way, at least it was currently constructed, was Notre Dame saying, we're good not getting a bye. Swarbrick was a part of that. Yep. And if they went 12-0, and they were fine having to play an extra game to win a national championship. On the surface, I could never wrap my mind around why Notre Dame okayed that. Now we look to the future, and if it's 12 or 16 or 8 or whatever – the new playoff format is going to be. Do you anticipate Notre Dame maybe pounding their fist a little bit harder on the desk saying, hey, can't be conference champions now. We can't go this route. Our conferences look different. We have to have an opportunity to get a buy if buys are out there. No, and I, I think the main reason why was because teams five through eight in that first round would play at home. And that's something that they can really sell. 
that uh, that's something that they can say, hey, you know, you buy your season tickets, you have that opportunity for a home playoff game. And, and just think last year that might have been against uh, Michigan State or, or somebody like that. That would have been, That's a game that just dwarfs anything else that would come through there. So I understand the, the thought of that. It's just, to me, I, I think right now with what happened with the Big Ten taking the most uh, important teams out of the Pac-12, it instantly devalues the Rose Bowl yep. once uh, the new playoff fields expanded. Should the playoff field or the teams that decide it, should they go with two straight rounds on home campuses mm-hmm. and then just the final four on neutral sites? I think that's something that will probably get proposed because who in the SEC or Big Ten wouldn't mind having really? one or two games <laughs> yep. at home as opposed to let's play in Dallas, Arizona and then Miami or Pasadena. Mm. I mean, that, that's three rounds of travel for your teams, especially if you're good. Oh my gosh. If you're Ohio state. Yeah. Come to Columbus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I don't see any, I think that's probably the path I foresee more so than worrying about the first round, uh, you know, or Notre Dame wanting to be one of the four seeds. What will the bowl season look like, Doc, once we get all this sorted out? Will we still have bowl games pre-Christmas, you know, start on the 20th like we see now with a bunch of group of five schools? What's the bowl system going to look like? I think that it's going to be remain intact. I mean, it's it's kind of like the, the NIT, if you will, you know, just uh uh, you know, because there's going to be a lot of eight and four teams. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of group of five teams that don't get in it, and they they're going to want to play a game. But I think it's going to be there's going to be some adaptations that, that might be healthy for the bowl system, which may be um, you know different locations, different types of methods for for getting in. I'm if I'm concerned, which is probably the wrong word, but if I'm interested in knowing what it may, how it may take form. I wonder about the upper levels that aren't necessarily involved in the playoff, and are they going to be happy getting that nine and three Big Ten team that was 16th against the eight and four SEC team that was 18th? Um, and you're the Sugar Bowl, or you're the Rose Bowl, or somebody like that. I think that could be really interesting. And same thing with the the bowl formerly known as the Outback, you know, the ReliaQuest right. Bowl and stuff like that. But I think a lot of the ESPN bowls will be just fine. They'll play in the midweek. Um, like the NIT does, but, uh, you know, I, I think we've reached a crossroads where more interest is in the playoff, and I think more teams are going to have more access. What about the possibility of what we saw in 2020, the Champions Week that the Big Ten did? That's awesome. I, I love the idea. I love the format of it, the possibility, and on top of it, maybe putting something to it where, yeah, you're playing the fifth-place team from the other division or, or just – Numbers 8 and 9 play each other, and the winner gets to go to Tampa for that bowl game, whatever it is. You're not going to make the playoff, but you win this Week 14 matchup, I guess it would be. And if you win that, there's something with it. Could the Big Ten, would that be something that, A, most importantly, TV people would enjoy, where all of a sudden, Indiana, Iowa, in the last week of the year, they're both out of the race, but they're playing something. Is that something that TV executives would like? Sure. I think that that has some real merit to it. Um you know, when would you play it? How would you play it? Uh, would it be an extra game or would it be mm. the 12th game of the season? Because 
you really can't play it as a, as a champions. You know, it was such a different concept because of the year, but you can't play it as a 13th game. So, um, would it be a matchup type week? Now, I could see that if you're the Big Ten and you got 16 teams, uh, for starting in 2024, maybe a Notre Dame is involved there somehow, uh, that you do two rounds of playoff among the Big Ten, like four teams qualify for it. And then the other 12 or 13, and I guess it would only be 12 somehow, would play one another in like the, in Thanksgiving week. And then the two winners from the, the semifinals play the following week. And I, I like your point, Trent, which is maybe, uh, you know, the, the winner gets to go to Tampa. The loser has to go to New York or Detroit. Like that. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. I'd rather go to Detroit than New York when it comes to the bowl game just after the, ten, after sitting in that, freezing cold that one year where it was yeah. 15 degrees and an open press box and a metal plate in my hand so my hand was locking up it was it was a disaster <laughs> yeah indeed uh scott dockerman from the athletic is our guest so back to one more on gary barda uh was when he threw out northwestern amongst the and i don't know if he phrased it as the rivals he wants to play northwestern minnesota wisconsin nebraska trophy games i think was part of his sentence did, was he just throwing Northwestern into the equation because he's going to ask to keep those four on the schedule, but if he has to give one up, boy, I really want Northwestern, but okay, take Northwestern off. I'm trying to figure out why Northwestern was named amongst the, quote, rivals for the Hawkeyes. I think it's a rival. Um, it's been a rival now. I mean, there's a lot of people who are older who seem to remember, you know, the, the early 1990s and beyond where it was, you know, hammer versus a nail, but <laughs> it's been a very, very close series for a long time, getting close to 30 years now. Uh, when they play one another, there's, there's a lot at stake. Uh, there's a lot of fans in Chicago and in Eastern Iowa that really care about that game. And, and I think, uh, you know, the fact that they recruit so diligently in Chicago makes it an important game to be there every other year. So, and, and Iowa Northwestern, they've stubbed their toe on Northwestern. Better entertaining. And yep. got, yeah, and gotten beaten by Northwestern yeah. when they've been better so many times that it really is a series that, that matters. So, now, of the three, I think we can all, or of the main rivals, I think Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Minnesota are the three that matter the most, but there's no sure thing that they're going to even get all three. Right. I don't know what, what they're going to do, but... That would be the one I'd pound the table for. Is you you got to get if if it's going to be a three six six scheduling plan, you got to get those three at, at almost all costs. Mm-hmm. Pull some rank. Yep. Absolutely. Make that happen. Hey, Doc, I uh, was reading through your article from today talking about recruiting, and we've talked about you know, the Caden Proctors and some of the big commitments here of the 2023 class. But I found it interesting. You have a really nice uh, a chart there, kind of breaking down number of prospects they take at each position. And looking at wide receiver, they have Alex Mata, young man from Marion, really good athlete. A lot of people weren't exactly sure what he is at the next level. He's going to start at receiver for Iowa. But you have the number at two to three. Boy, it feels like, don't they need like five or six receivers there? They don't have much depth at that position. Not many scholarships in comparison to what you see other teams across the country. Is it just that the, their line of thinking is, we're going to go out there, we're going to find some guys we got to develop, because that wide receiver group, again, at least on paper, it looks scary, and only one commitment right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you could pretty much fill in the blank. They need more receivers. Uh, and, and there's a concern, you know, to me, if I'm, if you're looking at it from a holistic point of view is, you, you've got um, 
six right now scholarships. You're going to have six next year uh, scholarship receivers uh, when Alex Moda uh, replaces Nico Reganey. And then you don't know how long you're going to get Brody Brecht. Mm-hmm. And the the other ones are growing up fast. Now they do have a few walk ons that they like, and I could see one or two getting elevated. But I, I think they need at least two more at, at worst. Um, and I I think of all the positions on the team, they I, that's the one that I would strongly go after in the transfer portal. And it doesn't even have to be a, a, an Alabama reject or Ohio sure. State eight wide receiver. <laughs> it, it could be. You know, somebody from Eastern Michigan. I mean, remember Charlie Jones is a really good receiver for Iowa, and he was at Buffalo, right. uh, you know, and walked on at Iowa. You can get a couple of good receivers like that in Iowa's offense. They might be one of the better receivers. So uh, I, I would I would shift my thought process to, you know, taking wide receivers more out of the uh, transfer portal because the attrition rate at that position has been – really bad for Iowa for a long time. Doc, uh, media days are about to begin for some of the conferences. Big 12 goes this week. We'll get to the Big 10, what, I think you're two weeks away, Doc, from headed to Indy. Yeah. Who will be headed to Indy with Ference? And the reason I ask that is not, is, well, I mean, Jack Campbell, Riley Moss seemingly are going to go, but then you go to the offensive side of the ball, and I don't know if it's going to be three or four, but Laporta's a senior. Can you leave a senior quarterback out I mean, are you almost? Do you almost have to take Spencer Petrus? <laughs> well, that's a re- that's a really good point. And Iowa has been unorthodox at its best when it comes to bringing players to, you know, certain <laughs> to the media days because we always play this game and and you think best player and it re- rarely ever is. It's kind of like player who best represents the right. program in a lot of cases. And if I was to go simply best player right now. Yeah, you would you would go with Moss, Campbell, and uh, Laporta. I think those are the three best players. Um, I, I would probably say that it's somebody who represents the program. If I was to guess, I, I would probably put Noah Shannon in there. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that that can he represents the program better than most, and I could see him and and somebody like Jack Campbell that doesn't necessarily like it. I don't think he likes dealing with the media that much. So if if, if I were to place a bet and it hasn't been released yet i would probably say uh it would be petrus shannon and moss mm. that, that's how i think it'd end up going petrus shannon moss all right makes a lot of sense there and oh, we are getting oh so close to just that big 12 media days right around the corner oh it is gonna be oh so fun so it's july doc this is a time where well you try to take some time off and then realignment happens so <laughs> that kind of threw a wrench into things but one of my favorite parts of summer is you with your deep dive story. We got the Alex Karras story a summer ago. We've seen so many good ones that you trotted out. I'm still waiting for that Iowa football versus Iowa basketball fight downtown that happened back in the 80s, if you could ever get that one out of paper. But, Doc, can you tell us yet what you're working on? What's going to be that big summer story? Yeah, I, I can give you a little snippet. It's going to come over the weekend, and, I met with a, an assistant coach for six hours last month. Uh, I won't say which one. I'll just leave that one out there. But And we went over every game plan uh, that went good and bad over the last uh, handful of years. Wow. So, uh, it was very, very in-depth. I'm going over it now. Every time I've hoped to get going on it, uh, I've had something come up, whether it's uh, TV rights, which uh, seems like it's such in the rear-room mirror now, even though it's not, uh, realignment. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, I spent uh, <laughs> way longer than I expected going over a lot of different uh, types of plans, and it was really fascinating. So, yes, that's my that's my plan to come out on Sunday or Monday, one of the two. Well, so that's going to be football nerd heaven, isn't it? Yeah, I've got to try to make it uh, less MIT and more like uh, Big Big Ten AAU institution <laughs> level right now. Well, see if you can publish it before 11 o'clock next week, yeah, right, selfishly. Right. Yeah. Uh, last thing, Doc, uh, Keegan Murray, I get it's the summer league, can't go too crazy. But on the other hand, uh, seemingly all of the uh, all the draft picks are there. Boy, he's making what a, what, uh, what a show he's put on uh, his first three, so three or four games they play, whatever it's been, the first week of summer league play. Keegan Murray, one of the uh, one of the uh, I can't call the fourth overall pick a breakout player, but one of the stories of Las Vegas summer league. Yeah, he's been great, hasn't he? Oh. I mean that that shot on Saturday, uh, right down at the wire. I mean, it was a great little finish, at least in reg, uh, regulation or whatever. And uh, and, I, and by the way, I, I love the, the sudden death. Part. How about that? I liked I, it too. That was great. Yeah. But uh, no, he's he's been he's been amazing, really. Uh, you know, watching him play against these guys, you know, because this is, you know, I'm sure there's been some question marks. I know some people in Sacramento panned it. They thought they were going to get Jaden Ivey, and instead they got Keegan Murray, and hmm. and they were kind of upset about that. But I don't think there's anything that he's shown that surprises Iowa fans or people who watched him in Iowa. But certainly, uh, he's opening some eyes among the NBA. It is. It's been really good to watch him. He's he's done a great job. I was talking uh, with a buddy last week about his upside, uh, about Keegan at the next level. And we've decided as a group, yeah, Keegan, he can be the number three on a championship team down the road if he continues this ascension. Could he be the number two? I mean, could you see that kind of upside? How high is the upside still for Keegan Murray? I think most everybody anticipates he's going to be a good NBA player. Can he become an all-star, that level of guy? Oh man, you're you're kind of getting me out of my element here on this one. I, I do think he's, uh, yeah, I think he could be an all star. I think he's that good. Now, is he? You know, I, I think if you have a great guard, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> to take your pick from all the great guards that are out there. You know, and that's why I kind of wanted to see him in Detroit with Cade Cunningham. Mm, yeah, really grow together. But instead, they ended up in Sacramento, which I know they love him right now. I I don't know. It, it's hard to say where he fits in a championship puzzle, but because you need so many different pieces, but I do think he's going to be an upper level NBA player for sure for a long, long time. And he's got potential to be in an all-star game or two at some point in his career. Scott Dockerman from the athletic doc. We will look forward to that uh, lengthy piece uh, hitting the athletic, hopefully Sunday or if not early Monday until then, Scott Dockerman, great stuff. Thank you for joining us, doc. We appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Yep, you do the same. Thank you, Scott. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Interesting. So do you take Petrus? No. I think you have to. Why? He hasn't won the job. That's what we were told. Well, we were told that. We were told that two years ago, too. Well, you buy it every summer. You bought it again after the Manning passing here. Trent, did you see them? I mean, I did. Did you hear the ball cutting through the air? Uh Uh-huh. I've also seen him play football, real football. With pads on and defenders coming at him, and he stinks. So that matters is what you're saying? Absolutely, it does. And do you want to put him in that spot? um, Fair point. Really good point. Um, No. I don't think so either. I think you let sleeping dogs lie. Mm -hmm. You... that is going to be a conversation that is going to do- dominate August. It's so take Laporta, take uh, take Campbell, take Riley Moss, take Meriwether, take whoever. Yeah, but not Spencer Petrus. 
I think I've told you before that first three and out against South Dakota State. Oh boy! And if they're down, and if it comes on the first series of the ten year. nothing to the Jackrabbits oh, in the boy. second quarter, and he's still out there trotting and throwing balls away on third and long, it, it's going to be ugly mm-hmm. inside of Kinnick. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not alone on this. There are many people. It is going to take a ton to get back on the Spencer train. It, it's not going to be even a good performance. It's going to take weeks upon weeks upon weeks stacked on top of each other. With that defense, Trent, this team has a chance to do some really special things. Wouldn't you want a quarterback that can move? You would like that, yeah. Wouldn't you like a quarterback that isn't a statue? Wouldn't you like a quarterback that you've seen mm-hmm. has not been able to deliver in the biggest moments? That's him. That's him. Uh, it's uh, 11.25 or thereabouts. Time for another $1,000 KXNO keyword. That's right. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, this pop-up box will appear. And in that pop-up box, you can enter this nationwide contest by simply typing the word grand. Grand at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Grand at KXNO.com. From the Iowa State Store to the Iowa State Story. Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. He's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting... You can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 5-528-4429-value.com Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Grumpy Goat Tavern. The comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. 
It's your tavern. iHeartRadio. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place. Place to be apply today wolf construction family owned since 1970 kemker's true value and rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need get to work on that to-do list with help from kemker's true value and rental kemker's has all your hardware needs grills for that family barbecue and a one-stop shop for all your lawn and garden needs plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers with two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker's True Value and iHeartMedia. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we take you until noon. Trent's play of the day uh, coming up in about 15 minutes. Right now, time to talk some Iowa State Big 12 media days uh, underway this week. Nick Olson from Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports will be there. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Nick? Doing great. Not a better way to start off my week, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, you'll be getting on an airplane here um, sometime in the next couple of days, getting to Dallas. That that in a second. Uh, Nick, just uh, let's kind of put a bow on recruiting. Um, thought maybe it would slow down, but, man, that really hasn't been the case for Campbell's 2023 class. Uh, what can you tell us about the latest? Yeah, you know, it did kind of feel like that for maybe two or three days, and then obviously picked back up again last week. Safety Norris Davis committing. That's a good get. He had some major offers. Schools like Penn State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Boston College. So a nice, another addition to the deep defensive backfield at the safety position. And I'm expecting likely another commitment this week on the offensive side of the ball. That would bring the class to 19 players. And then you're really just looking to fill a couple of, you know, kind of the biggest names. Some four stars are still out there that Iowa State is very heavily involved in and leave likely two, maybe three spots for the fall for any late bloomers, especially at the cornerback and and running back position, I would say right now. What's your takeaway from J.J. Cole? Great performance at the Elite 11 camp. What that means and the recruiting that I'm sure he's doing now, some of the prospects out there as an Iowa State commit and and I'm sure those uh, articles have been probably passed along from the coaching staff yeah. saying, hey, this is going to be our QB of the future. Yeah, I really couldn't be you know, more impressed with Cole. Not only on the field, I mean, he showed that he can truly throw with the best of the best in the country out there, you know, with the likes of, of Dante Moore and some other major names in this class of 2023. He's taken on a leadership role as well within this class very connected to you know not only the in-state players that obviously the Cyclones have gotten like Patton and Kai Black and Cooper Ebel but also really trying to recruit both personally and on social media with some of the other names I mentioned that are still out there Alanius Davis, Blake Purchase, Kenyon Sadiq he is not you know shy of doing that and it's not only kind of speaks to his personality 
but also how really dedicated and, and locked in he is to this class and wanting to make it kind of the best ever compared to last year, 2022, which was considered the best ever at the time as well. So I've really been impressed with Cole and, you know, kind of his approach both on and off the field, especially for, you know, such a young kid and a young athlete, for sure. Since we're talking about the future, let, let's um, let's go inside that quarterback room in a year. <laughs> Rocco Beck is there, and he, and he showed up with uh, uh, a lot of expectations behind him. The buzz around Hunter Deckers, I get it, it's the offseason, it's a quarterback position. And here comes J.J. Cole. I mean, Cole Beck and Deckers, I mean, there's, there's only one football. Um, how's this going to shake out? Yeah, that's going to be a very loaded quarterback room. Oh. Now, I, I tend to agree, um, you know, people always kind of look to something to kind of find some positive buzz about. I don't usually try to be like that, and I will say, as I've said on the show, I've been impressed with Decker. So I think he's very legit, and if he has the season that I think he's capable of, mm-hmm. I think there's at least a chance that he could go pro after this year. But let's expect him back, right? Let's say... He has a good year, but he's mm-hmm. back next season. I would still expect him to be the starter because I've seen and, and heard, quite honestly, just about all good things from Deckers. Yep, ditto. And I think it's a legitimate battle for the backup position because I love how Rocco throws the ball. He puts so much zip on it, incredibly accurate. And we've, we've seen good things from him as well as he is so new. But as Cole has shown on a national stage now as well, He's someone that can step in and be ready right away. So I think that there will likely be a legitimate fight for kind of that primary backup position. But I would say unless Beckers just kind of steps back and falters under the limelight this season, which I do not expect, he would go in as the starter because I think he's put the time in. I can tell you he's gained the trust and the kind of respect of his teammates. And he's worked on his body and his mechanics. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I'm excited to see what he can do when these games matter. Let's jump over to basketball. Milan Mamsilovic, who uh, we talked about a little bit, I think it was, last week. Iowa State, UCLA, Virginia, Michigan State, among the uh, four finalists for him. 34th ranked player in the country. No, there's plenty of crystal balls that are pointing Iowa State's way. What can you tell us on that front? Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, momentum. I would say that there has been at least mentioning of Iowa State since February. Now, about a month, month and a half ago, it, it kind of seemed to many, you know, with different companies that it was kind of between UCLA and, and Virginia. And I would push back at that at every turn because I just know kind of how much time and attention Iowa State has given to this young man and just the fact that they have prioritized him. He took an official here in Ames. So I always thought it was at least a three-team race. And then last week I started to kind of hear – Virginia was major competition with Iowa State. And coming out of Kansas City in this last weekend, what I'm kind of hearing is that if there is a favorite right now, and I'm expecting a decision soon, as I kind of said last week, I would say that favorite is the Cyclones. I think that they have played this so perfectly. J.R. Blount, T.J. Osselberger, they've really put the time in. He fits well in a Big 12 offense. There's a comparison kind of with George Niang, who is obviously a star here at Iowa State. He likes the proximity. And again, they can show that they can clearly develop players to get to the NBA. When you look in the NBA right now, it's not really short on Cyclone. And that's something that I know from speaking with him and people around the recruitment that's important to Milan. And as of right now, I think he ends up in Ames. 
Interesting. One more on the on the future on recruiting, uh, unless Trent has more recruiting stuff uh, before we get back to the about the here and now. I wonder if there's a database that um, that reflects the number of kids that you know this was their first offer, and then everybody came in later. I mean, how many kids have taken or have answered the well? They were the first school to believe in me, type of thing, uh, and actually that's they they remained loyal. I wonder what what that percentage would be. The first offer is the one that they uh, uh, that the one they ended up co- to committing to. You have any idea what that number would be? Well, I can tell you, especially from football, because obviously there are more, you know, offers and, and kind of the like. I would see it happening more there. And just off the top of my head, I think of guys like Cole, like Patton, because the Iowa State is a school where obviously good programs might not have some of the name cachet, you know, as some of the big schools around the country, but they know how to evaluate. They know how to connect with kids and they kind of stay in touch. So to put a number, I would say it's probably a little less than we'd expect. But in terms of this area and players I've speak, spoken to, I think in football it really holds a lot of weight because basketball, it's so easy to kind of get drawn by the blue blood names like Duke, Kansas, you know, Kentucky, and then players kind of take off. But with football, it's a little more gradual there. We were just we just got a text, Trent, to not sleep on Ashton Cook at the quarterback position. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. So anyway, got some bloodlines, no doubt. Yeah, about I'll it. say, I'll say. Let's. Uh, I want to go to where we were a week ago, where it felt like the world was collapsing in college athletics, realignment after the UCLA USC decision, and what the Big Twelve, the power position they're in. Now it's awfully quiet. Oregon, Washington. They're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, there's a Dennis Dodd report talking about that they maybe just are not the, the teams that you would anticipate that have the kind of sway that a lot of people thought just a week ago at this time. What have you heard over the last week? What can you fill us in? Anything? And it sounds like it's going quiet, that after the whirlwind a year ago with Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, and then very quickly things quiet down. We're trending that direction. Is that how you see it, Nick? It's not only how I see it, but it's kind of how I felt last week when, when we touched on it a little bit. You know, obviously, initial reports come out about teams moving. All of these conferences kind of feel this, this pressure to figure things out, see how the realignment goes. And then you hit a lull, either in discussions or in realizations of what actually the future will look like. And there's not quite as much reason or pressure to kind of get forced into things. I, I still feel that the Big 12 will end up feeling a positive change with this realignment because I think that it is a conference that will gain teams and not have to, you know, break down or lose teams, especially more of the prominent names and programs in the country. But I do expect it to slow down a little bit. You know, I heard that the Big 12 isn't necessarily going to rush into things. I don't think the Big 10 is just going to take anyone just for the sake of it. They obviously have enough recognition and brand power where they don't need to just take anyone. And I've heard the same about Oregon and Washington as well. They don't necessarily move the needle for everyone that is looking to make a change in this realignment landscape. Hmm, interesting. So off you go to Dallas. Uh, what's your uh, kind of your game plan? What do you want to accomplish other than, you know, listening to coaches, talking, etc., to the players? Um, you know, if, if you back your mind, what do you want to accomplish when you're in Dallas? Obviously, you've got to hear the commissioner, uh, the new commissioner, and hear what uh, he has to say. But I'm guessing you're looking forward. You kind of got a, uh, a tentative plan what you want to do when you get there. Yeah, there are a couple aspects I'm really, you know, kind of excited and most interested to look at. And that's the wide receivers room as well as the offensive line. And it helps that players from those respective groups 
will be down there for mm-hmm. Iowa State. I believe Trevor Downing and Xavier Hutchinson are supposed to be there. And then I just kind of want to get, you know, kind of the gauge of some of these changes that we've spoken about, like with the new Big 12 commissioner and this changing landscape. I don't think there's going to be a ton of new information there. I'm not really expecting that, at least in terms of these press conferences and things like that. I'm pretty confident in, in kind of what I've been hearing and the fact that there's no need for these big conferences to rush into anything. But, yeah, I'm looking to hear more from the players' perspective. Obviously, there are varying expectations for this Iowa State team. I'm someone that's kind of leaning toward the the positive. That's my personality, but I've also mm-hmm. seen a lot of good things from the offense um, and heard good things as well. So I want to hear their kind of opinions. And then if Anthony Johnson ends up there because it was tweeted out, but he right. wasn't on the official Big 12 list, I want to hear more about how his transition's been going to the safety position. He's one of the most well-respected players and leaders on the team, and really take it all in. I've never been to Dallas, so I'm very excited for this one. Going to be fun, no doubt. One other thing, you know, the last couple of off-seasons, the slow start that Iowa State's got in September, it's been a big talking point. It's a big talking point in spring, what they're going to do different. Is that on your list? Is that something you think is going to be certainly talked about, not just with the players, but also Campbell? Hey, let's get off the mat right away and play our some of our best football. Not November, let's start things off in September playing good football. Without a doubt. I think that mm-hmm. is something that has you know, kind of been spoken about, certainly from fans and on my boards. And I think it is something that's been clouding the coaches a little bit. Not necessarily, oh, this is a big worry, we need to fix it. But let's just get it right early where they're not kind of fighting from this whole trying to figure things out in mid-October, early November for sure. Nick, anything at Cycle and Alert? You kind of teased a couple of, but uh, you, you expect some more news in the recruiting front uh, this week. Anything else you'd like to uh, uh, to share with us before we let you go? Yeah, recruiting's big, and then just know that I'll be there for all of the uh, Big 12 media days, not just kind of when Iowa State is there. So we will have wall-to-wall coverage, and I'm really excited to get that out for people. The site's in a really good spot, and I'm hoping to – Keep it growing as we head into football season. Well, no question about it. We're rooting for you, Nick Gosen. Thanks for doing this, Nick. Safe trip to Dallas. We'll talk about your uh, trip when you join us next Monday. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Gosen, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. You wish you were going? Mm. No. <laughs> it's so far. I mean, it is. it's a plane ride, right? <laughs> Even Chicago, it's just it, this is a super busy time for me. So, oh yeah, with all the yeah state. So you've got a game tonight, do you not? Yeah, we got sub state semifinals yeah. this evening. It'll be Valley against Roosevelt. Winner of that one moves on against Waukee Northwest on Wednesday. So this should be they advertise seven o'clock. I expect seven o'clock. It will toe be. on the rubber. Right? In fact, uh, Andrew Downs, our program director, hooked me up here. Six fifty-five. We'll take the air a couple minutes before. Gotcha. So. We won't even miss the first pitch because, yeah, they're right on. 7 o'clock it yep. starts. So tonight, and then what else this week? Wednesday, then, is the sub-state final. That night, and it doesn't matter the sport, but those sub-state finals, playing to get to the state tournament, mm-hmm. they are my favorite. The quarterfinals for football, playing to get to the Dome. Oh, sure. Sub-state final, baseball, basketball. pressure. It is some of the most incredible games that I've seen have come in these moments that Wednesday night for baseball. It is my favorite. Your Where are you going now. to be? Do you know yet? To be determined. Okay. Got a couple of options out there. Will you know tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have it figured out by tomorrow. You know, Ankeny Centennial could play Johnston. Centennial got off to a slow start. They're a preseason top five. 
And now they have played themselves back into the rankings. That would be a sub-state final. That's a possibility. Valley, Waukee, Northwest, that's how I opened the season. Mm -hmm. Those two teams could face off again. Dowling, they go to the other side of the state. They have all the teams from the east that are coming here, so probably not going to have the Maroons, but a lot of good matchups there. Urbandale is going to have a good matchup in their sub-state final, so there'll be a bunch of them, but by tomorrow I'll know where I'm going to be. 7 o'clock tonight, though, Roosevelt and Valley. Should be a really good game. 27-13 and 13 on the year for the Rough Riders. Valley's been in and out the rankings this year. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, well, speaking of Trent, uh, well, you'll hear him tonight uh, doing the baseball. You'll hear him next with his plays of the day, Circus Sports Sponsors. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. Music Festival. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell Portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive. While Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. Your place. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com in Johnston. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter labor on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay? Excellent benefits and a thousand dollar sign on bonus. Apply today at Wolf Constructors. Trent's pick of the day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Circus Sports. Uh, sponsors Trends Play of the Day will be out there in early August. Look forward to that. You know, tomorrow I think we want to spend a little more time in it. I've got an idea what I want to do with Survivor. I'm looking, I don't want to just have one entry. Oh, okay. You're going to do the multiple. I want to have multiple mm-hmm. entries, which means I want to open it up to five of my new best friends. Oh, really? Why not? That's fun. And, sp- and spread the million we're going to win amongst uh-huh. us. And I don't want anything to do with it as far as being in charge. <laughs> Whoever one of my partners is going to be, that's up to you. Okay. Um, but I think that's what I want to do. Spread one of those around, what, everybody gets input weekly? Uh, consensus. A consensus. I think. So you work together, mm-hmm. maybe put it together, hey, Monday, what are we going to do this week? Who's your favorite? Right. Who do you want to do? 
and then you kind of pare it down. That's fun. That's a good thing. I think way it will do. be fun. Yeah. And we'll do more about that tomorrow. All right. Uh, you've got some work to do today. In addition to calling high school baseball tonight, Roosevelt and Valley, 7 o'clock, right here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Who are your plays of the day? I don't know if you saw my retweet on Twitter earlier this morning, but it was Bart Simpson, you know, the beginning of the Simpsons at the chalkboard. Yeah, and it yeah said, I did see that. Yeah. Over and over, I will not bet on the Royals Tigers this afternoon. <laughs> what am I doing? Of course you are. I'm betting on the Royals and Tigers this afternoon. I get Pineda. Now they got a double dip today, so be they careful do. if you're if you're following Trent. Pineda plus money. Yeah. I will take Detroit mm-hmm. in this one. Plus 116, the number you currently get at Circa. Give me the Tigers. Game one, 110 first pitch, if you're listening on podcast. Let's go game two tonight, this pitching matchup. Oh my Max gotcha. Fried against Scherzer. Is this MLB Network? I hope so. Uh, well, I don't know. It's FS1. It's FS1. Perfect. FS1. Well, I know what's going on. The DVR mm-hmm. is going to be that one because I'm going to watch this thing. At least that's what ESPN.com says. It's FS1. So. You know my love of Max Scherzer. I just love the way that he commands the mound. He is... He's a bulldog. He's a red ass. He yeah, is, he's a throwback. Yeah, he's he's one of the few. Yep. And I get plus money again. Mm. I know the Braves are playing great. And I know Freed's great in his own right. But plus 115... Max Scherzer, yeah, I'm going to go in that route. So we got two dogs. We're going to wrap it up with a third dog late tonight. Give me the Diamondbacks with uh, Merrill Kelly, who's been pretty good this year against the Giants. Plus 141, really like the number on top of it. I think there's really good value there. So we got three dogs. Dogs are barking. If we hit two of them, we're in good shape. We hit all three. Oh, here we go. I got lunch paid for this week. Yeah, and more bullets for your uh, open championship wagers. Yeah, that's that's also going to be part, I think, of uh, what's happening this evening. With not a whole lot of baseball, the Twins are off. I'll be watching the replay as I watch on the DVR tonight. Sure's around the bump, but... It's going to be a lot of prep for the British Open. I'm with you. It's going to be great. We'll get Matt Rudy live from St. Andrews, I think, Wednesday at 1030. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. He's, uh, he's a good guy. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, there's still plenty of local programming to come. In fact, an hour and five minutes away, Murph and Andy will be here. The Fanatics, Ross Peterson and company, uh, coming in at three. We're Miller and Con, and you can hear Trent and I weekdays. From 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.